Hi, this is Star Simmons. I am the founder of VKind, and I am here with Sean Russell from SoFlow Vegans. Welcome to the SoFlow Vegans Podcast. We bring you vegan experts from around the world to talk about health, the environment, animal advocacy, and spreading compassion. It's our passion to help you navigate the vegan lifestyle by listening to the experiences of vegan influencers, doctors, and experts. Thanks for listening. This is the SoFlow Vegans Podcast. And now your host, Sean Russell. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the SoFlow Vegans Podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Sean Russell. And today we have Star Simmons, who is the founder and visionary behind VKind. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me, Sean. It's an honor to be here. Yeah, so I we've had opportunity to speak a couple of times, and this what you're doing is amazing. I'm so excited for our audience to hear more about it. But before we go there, you want to go back, back let's into go time. Back. <laughs> <laughs> let, let's go back to when you first started your journey, when you were a pre-vegan, what seeds were planted in your life to get you to becoming a vegan? Excellent question. Such an incredible story, right? We all have one. I went vegetarian back in 1998, and uh, it was through a friend that I met that was also vegetarian, who I met while I was doing volunteer work at the Humane Society. She started educating me. And then I started doing my own research, which most people do, and started watching videos that, of course, we don't like to think about. So I went vegetarian. At, at first, actually, I went and gave up red meat. And I said, oh, I'm not going to give up chicken. You know, that's one thing I'll just continue to eat. I mean, everyone, again, is on their own journey. And I lived by Venice Beach at the time in California. And I was on taking a stroll down the boardwalk. And there was a pita booth there. And I'll never, and I still I just get chills and teary every time I tell the story because it was so traumatic for me, but so impactful where, you know, you stand there and you say, that's it. And it was a poster board at the booth of a man, a butcher that had a baby lamb um, that he had his head held up and he had a knife to the throat. And I could see the fear in the baby lamb's eyes. And I said, that's it. I'm never going to eat meat again. And I didn't. And then I fully transitioned to being vegan December 31st of 2015 on New Year's Eve. So that's my story. And that, that's amazing because I, once again, I hear a lot of similarities on these different stories, but ultimately it all boils down to that individual because mm -hmm. someone else in that position may not have had the same reaction that you have had or maybe took that action to go that next step. So in line with that, what was that next step for you after you decided to make that commitment? You know, what did your life look like after that for, let's say, maybe the next couple of months or years? So from when I went vegetarian at first, it was really a beautiful journey because the awakening had started. First of all, I'd always loved animals. I had cats, but I also, you know, when I was growing up, I had cats and I had a dog. And then I ended up adopting this most rescuing. He, he rescued me because he found me in the parking lot of a place I was working at. Beautiful black kitten named Spooky. 
And the relationship with him became so intense after going vegetarian. I mean, it was like I was communicating with him all the time. He just, he was like, it was like a child. I didn't have children. And I became very, very open. I started doing a lot more rescue. I started doing all kinds of self-help books and things to really awaken my soul. I read Animal Liberation by Peter Singer, and that just really flooded me with more information. And I feel like I took so many years in talking with people that would never even have the mindset of going vegan for animals to try to understand how to communicate, how to not be judgmental on the journey. Because, you know, you go through a period where I did, I was very angry at everyone. And I was just like, how can you not see this video and not go vegetarian or not go vegan? Like, what's wrong with you? And I became judgmental. And I had to step back and say, wait a minute, you know, we're all on our own journey. Let's honor each other where we're at. And let's try to educate through love and compassion. And so, that was a really deep learning experience for me and something that I feel like has brought me to where I'm at now to where, again, I'm loving and accepting to all and just trying to spread the message of, you know, there's a better way to live. There's a better lifestyle out there for us all. I mean, that's also kind of tease up the next thing I want to ask you about, you know, you decided to go vegetarian through that, you started to notice changes in your you know relationship, I'm sure with yourself, but also with you know, the, you know, the foster kitten that you brought in spooky. So then take us now to the end being you founding the kind, you know, take us to like fill in those gaps there. Great. Thank you. Yeah. Well, about actually about 10 years ago, I, um, I really did have more of a vision of putting together a platform that would offer all of the different products, vegan products, vegetarian products at that time, because again, in 10 years ago, I was still vegetarian. And also not only from the vegan perspective, but also more on the spiritual side, again, of the self-help books and the things that really awakened my level of consciousness. I wanted to put them all in one place so that I could say, okay, everyone, here's where you need to go. Like, here's all these resources for you. And I felt that that was missing in the space. And, you know, through my career, I've always been what we call a serial entrepreneur. I've done quite a few types of businesses. Some succeeded, some haven't. I have learned so much on this journey. And I've been blessed to have an amazing partner that we have a couple of other ventures together. And I had mentioned to him about my dream of doing something like Vikine. And he's from, him and his family are from India, and they have been vegetarian since birth. So of course, it really made sense to him. And then I had these two amazing people, which my family, they're my extended family, Sean and David, who co-founded Be Kind with me and helped build the vision to where we are right now. And for someone who hasn't experienced the platform yet, can you walk them through what they can expect to see? Yes, absolutely. So with VKind, we have decided that we wanted to really lift up vegan companies. And so to date, we have up almost 3,400 vegan businesses and product services on our platform. So we basically did a little bit of an Angie's list and a Yelp had a vegan baby. That's the best way to describe VKind. But VKind has evolved from what it originally started as, which was really a basic directory. We wanted to do a proof of concept to see what we could deliver, what were the companies really needing in the space, especially the smaller businesses. As you know, they do not 
not have large marketing budgets. They cannot compete with companies like Beyond and Impossible and, and some of the other really big brands out there. But they have an amazing product and they're passionate about what they do. And so we really wanted to showcase that. And we wanted to make it easy for people to come in and go, okay, if I'm traveling or you know, even in my own hometown, I don't know about this new business, they can come and find it on our platform. But again, VKind has evolved so much now to the point where we like we are, have decided that it's great what we've started, but now we're going to take it to a whole new le- new level. So we are actually engaging a brand new development team tomorrow, building an entire new app with AI built in, a brand new website, and we are heavily focused as well on bringing now really engaging content. So we have launched a new show called V-Kind Vibes. Um, we shot five episodes in LA, which is all about busting stereotypes, vegan stereotypes, and doing different types of shows that, you know, inspire change and educate the consumer. So that is a really big focus for us. And along those lines on Vibes, to the point of evolution that we're talking about, One of the things that we found we're really missing in this space, and I'm sure you're going to agree with this, is that a lot of people love food, number one thing, right? And there isn't a show out there, a cooking competition, where people like us can actually watch where we don't have to see animals all over the place, as you know, a lot of the big cooking shows. So we are launching a brand new show called Peeled. Very exciting. And um, we're going to be doing the shoot in May at the Vegas Vegan Culinary Institute, which is the first unaccredited vegan cooking school. So the entire kitchen is vegan, which is amazing. So we have some celebrity chefs that have joined and some celebrity judges. And we are very excited about that next show. And I mean, that's amazing. First of all, congratulations on everything. Thank you. I, it sounds like you're going to have a very busy and productive 2022. <laughs> so I can't wait to see all that. And um, that brings up a good point in terms of just like resources and, you know, representation of, you know, the vegan community and lifestyle, you know, in all forms of media. And I'm sure that you've been paying a close attention to that because you are actually a producer of the, that type of content. But what has been your impression of a lot of these mainstream platforms, like just for example, Hell's Kitchen, having two, um, you know, plant-based individuals on their show. Every time I look at the news, there's another thing that right. has one component, almost like, ch- let's check that box and add them onto there, which is great. But um, to your point, you know, there's obviously you would like to see more. So what are your right. thoughts in general on how that's progressed over the years? Absolutely. And if you saw just recently, there was a chef that beat Bobby Flay. And so there was two vegan chefs that competed against him. And that was phenomenal. I did not watch it. But of course, I saw clips from it. It shows that the demand is there. However, the platforms, so I don't want to get into the names, but you know, they're all sponsored by meat and dairy. And that's part of the problem. We just did an interview with a chef out of Toronto, which is phenomenal. It's on our YouTube channel, Chef Shabnam, who actually backed out of a competition because they were going to force her to cook with meat and dairy. And she said, I'm just not going to do it. And she really stood with her values. I would have loved to have brought her over for the competition, but she wasn't able to come at this time. So to your point on Hell's Kitchen, you know, I watched the 20th season because I wanted to see Chef Josie and Chef Emily, who two plant-based chefs. Emily is vegetarian and Josie is vegan. And I watched it because I wanted to have that experience of how would they, you know, 
act in this environment? How were they going to work? And I noticed that in particular, they kept putting Chef Josie, who was the vegan, in the meat, you know, having to cook the meat. And I could just tell, like, I could feel like what it was doing to her. And I, I'm so proud to say Chef Josie is going to be one of our judges in Peeled. And she's so excited about this. <laughs> exactly, mm. right? Um, because again, it's what she said was, congratulations, this is what's been needed. Thank you for being the first one to step up and do it. So that's exciting to me because that I'm confident that once we put the show out, the other networks, the other shows are going to say, okay, you know what, maybe it's time. I really hope that that's what we accomplish from doing this peeled episodes. And once again, looking forward to it. Love that <laughs> Chef Josie's going to be involved with that. So that's cool. Looking out for that. And I mean, one of the big things, obviously we talked about the resources and, you know, being able to yeah. see the vegan representation out there, but also when I do these podcasts, you know, a big part of it is also providing guidance and providing direction for people who may be looking for that. And so on those lines, what would you say, like, what advice would you give to someone if they were to come up to you, obviously see all the things that you're doing and they want to know, okay, I'm a little lost. I feel like I'm in over my head. You know, any advice that you can give to me, you know, being a newbie at this, you know, what would you say to them? First of all, I would give them a big hug and thank them for even being open to this experience, to this lifestyle. And I would provide as many resources out there that I can, ones that, as I mentioned, had worked for me. And again, if that person likes to read or if they're more of a documentary or they, they just like to do research on the internet, I would find out which way they prefer to go and I would provide those resources to them. It's one of the things that as a vegan, and I know, Sean, you get this because, as I mentioned, evolution is so important. You know, when I first went vegan, all I thought about is it was just for the food. And then, you know, at that time, I was driving a Kia that had leather seats. And at, I started to make the connection. And I'm like, do I really want to be sitting on leather? No, I don't. So I traded my car in and I got as close to vegan as I could possibly do with cloth seats. And I think... That's an important part of our movement and what is coming towards the future is that we have focused solely on the food and we really need to look at the products. We really need to look at removing animals completely from the supply chain, which is the main component of V-Kind. It's about building the veg economy, which again, removes animals from the supply chain. So part of our new platform Back to the development side and what you're doing too, Sean, because I can tell you're community focused. It's not something that we had built into the first version, but it's something we're heavily focused on with our new platform, which will bring the whole social aspect and community aspect into place so that people that are using our resources and using our ecosystem are able then to communicate together and be that support person. Because I think also a lot of people that have done Veganuary and, you know, start that journey and say, okay, now I want to continue. I made it past those, those first 31 days of January. What's next? Well, how do we keep them? How do we continue to support them so that they don't feel lost, that they're not getting enough supplements, that they're, you know, they don't, they feel lethargic because they're not eating the right foods. And that, again, that's just step one. We have to, as a community leading this movement, we have to be able to provide all of those resources to help them succeed on the journey. 
And you said, like, if this is Pee Wee's Playhouse, you would hear like buzzers and going, things going <laughs> off because you said the magic word community. Like, that is such an important um, principle and idea and concept for me yes. because, you know, no matter what you want to call it, you know, you know, social interaction, connection, you know, community, I feel is hardwired into us. And when you combine that with the message behind vegan, for me, it's different for everybody. You can look at a textbook definition with the vegan society right. pointed and everything. But for me, it's when I got this full credit to Dr. Salish Rao when he was on the podcast, HEAL acronym of health, environment, the animals, and then love, which I, you know, use same as compassion. That grounds me. But for me, it is that compassion. And then that compassion comes from, you know, being a part of a community because that, it's just like that cycle, that circuit that continues to, to, to go through you as you're actually interacting with people. And from a practical standpoint, it's also how you are able to get instant feedback, ask questions. It's just something you don't know. Yes, Google is great, but hearing it from someone who's actually experienced it is even better. So community, I love community. I suggest if you are listening to this right now and no matter where you are, Resources like Meetup, Facebook, going to events are really helpful in terms of finding your community. So with all that mouthful that I just said, what are some of your ways of connecting to the community? And, you know, what if you want to go a little bit more because you kind of touched on it with VKind, but are, what are some ways that VKind is embracing the community? By And this is, again, building out with our new technology platform that we are looking to do where we are going to have a community board element to it. What One of the things that I find, and I'm sure you do as well, because I love the Facebook groups and I'm members of multiple groups, but I wanted to pull as much information in as I possibly could into that one place because there could be a sanctuary, as we talked prior to the call, that is really in need right now, that's having trouble getting that messaging out, or they need donations, they need interns, they need, you know, volunteers. And if we can say, you know what, we have this huge community, let's put this information out here and let's spread it because that's how you get it done. You may not be in that Facebook where that post is going, but if you're in VKind and it's, again, a full ecosystem where all the resources are in one place, then then that's where we're going to be able to deliver impact. Everything that VKind is doing and moving towards is impact. It's very, it's a really important definition of our company and even how we position the shows it's about impact. It's about making the connection with the food that we're eating, how it is impacting our lives, our bodies, and other sentient beings. And of course, the environment, which we all know we've got to make some changes very quickly here. We want to hear from you. Visit our website to ask a question, leave a comment, or tell us how much you love the show. We'll play some of your messages during the episode, as well as directly to our guests. So be sure to leave your name and city and visit SoFloVegans.com slash podcast. And let's use that as a perfect segue, the environment. That's, you know, part of that acronym. And I think a lot of people, unless you're, you know, deep in the rabbit hole of the community and culture, don't see that direct correlation between the food that we eat and the environment. 
And I know there's a lot of people who are vegan for the environment. So is, do you want to touch on that a little bit? Uh, Cause I know that's you know part of, you mentioned a little bit earlier of, you know, what that connection is between the food that we eat and the environment for someone who may not be familiar with it at all. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I would, of course, suggest some great documentaries out there to watch, which I'm sure you've seen Cowspiracy. I'm sure you've seen Seaspiracy. I mean, those in particular, Cowspiracy, which I showed to my boyfriend, who is actually went vegan after a year of dating. Uh, So for those of you that are listening that may be (laughs) dating someone who's not vegan, as long as they're open, change is possible. I just want to say that because he is fully vegan for the animals now, but cowspiracy really impacted him from the environmental side because he thought, you know what, I've got kids and I'm going to have grandchildren. What kind of planet am I going to leave them? We know we're destroying the planet. We know we are tearing down rainforests that we don't need to do just to make room for cattle. We know that we are poisoning our water supply. I mean, you'd have to, to your point, you'd have to have your head in the sand right now to not to say, oh, the whole, you know, climate, everything is perfect right now. It's not. We must act immediately. So if you're not going to embrace this lifestyle for health purposes, or, you know, the animal part isn't as important to you, look at the environmental component and look at the fact, if especially if you have children, if you have children, this is something you really need to dive deep into and, and do your research. And, and what I'll even tack on to that in terms of your motivations for going vegan is that I can't say there's no judgment, but the idea is that, and that's why I'm about vegan for compassion is right. to focus on understanding rather than judging. And now I'm speaking to like the community, but, but now back to the person who is entering the community, don't put so much pressure on yourself in terms mm-hmm. of when you get first start getting started in terms of like your why, your why will form as you, you know, start to connect with people and you start to connect right. with yourself. Like for me, the reason I went vegan was, it was a challenge. It was a health challenge. I was, you know, losing a lot of weight, doing certain things. And it was like, I realized like I was too, groups away from being vegan. I'm like, let me see if I can do it. You know, it wasn't until I start meeting animal rights activists and things of that nature and being able to see that they were coming from a place of love because without that, you probably just think, oh, they're angry and whatnot. It's, right. It's, you know, but when you really start to have conversations with them and their guard is down, it's passion. You know, I, it's, it's passionate. They're passionate about what they're advocating for. So, just be have an open mind and open heart when you're going through this. Come from a place of understanding. Now I'm speaking to both audiences and you will find your why. And it's through these stories like uh, like Star just shared with us and, you know, the stories that everyone has, you know, it allows you to see that your story is not maybe not that different and you can get an idea of what to anticipate and I want to take this opportunity to, to segue to my actually my favorite point of conversation, and that's the conversation about compassion. And we've, we've already organically been talking about it because I think it's infused in a lot of what we do and why we do it. Like, what role does compassion play in the way that you show up every day for yourself and for the people that are around you? Wow, that's such a beautiful question because, you know, I'm a spirit living in human form. I think that's the best way to put it. And if I told you that I was perfect in everything that I did every day and I was the most compassionate person, then I'd say, I don't really need to be here anymore, right? I've learned everything I need to learn and I haven't. So 
I can tell you there have been days that I have woken up and I haven't been as compassionate. And sometimes, you know, I find in particular, and I think you would understand this, Sean, is in why I stay away from movies that really tear my soul out because I'm at that point in my life, I am very woke, right? So I don't necessarily have to watch those things. And if I do, it's a trigger for me. And I'll find myself getting into that place of, come on, like, again, a little bit of judgment. And so I try to work on myself every day. I try to become a better leader. But I am so far from being perfect in that. I just say, I, I just want to put that out there is that I think we all every day can be more compassionate and more importantly, compassionate to ourselves because it is something that I have had to work on for me. Like, why am I not further along? Why isn't V kind worldwide? Sometimes I think that, you know, Hey, in two years I should be worldwide and I should, you know, be spreading more of the message. So I have to back off and say, you know what? Love yourself, love everything that you're doing, do your best and show compassion in everything that you do throughout your day. And that's really my motto that I wake up with. But again, not perfect. <laughs> Still working on it. So I think it's important to say that, you know, it's I struggle like everyone else from time to time. And, and what I what I'll add to that is same here. You know, it's for me, it's the reason I talk about compassion so much is because it's a practice for me. It's a practice and it's a choice. You know, I, I, in every moment I get to choose whether or not I want to practice compassion. And for me, sometimes I lose sight of that. Sometimes I choose the opposite, right? And, you know, because <laughs> there are some payoffs for that, you know, feeling right, yep. you know, right. all these. So it's like, sometimes you just ask yourself, which payoff do you want more? And for me, ultimately, I know when I'm coming from, so take a moment here and throwing around this compassion, super buzzword, compassion, tune out. <laughs> for, for me, compassion is love. Yes. It's coming from a place of abundance. Mm -hmm. This and that, you know, so when I'm compassionate, it's something gets thrown in my face. I get triggered. I get to come from a place of love, but that doesn't mean I'm going to not set boundaries for myself. Right. Could I could not want to work with you and I could still love you. Absolutely, Sean. And right, compassion and love is the universal language, but we've all lost sight of it. And we're living in a world today where, you know, <laughs> most of the world is not compassionate. They're not compassionate in the daily choices they make. You know, we are still for fighting over borders and who wants to be the world leader. It's very hard in a society like this, not to get caught up in that, you have to, to your point, make it a daily practice and learn if that day, okay, you know what, I could have done better here, tomorrow I'm going to do better. That's the approach that I try to take every day of my life. And it kind of shifts the conversation a little bit more to like current events and tying into mm -hmm. compassion. And, you know, one of the things I saw not too long ago that I thought was amazing was the idea, like the evolution of dialogue of conversation and this is seen in the media this is seen in social media what that looks like to me is you know talk about people talk about events talk about ideas and what i find is when we are in a position where we're just talking about people then that's where we have a lot of the butting of heads right because one we're making assumptions we're coming from a place of judgment and we're attacking another person, all the while 
for the purposes of spreading a message of love and compassion. And that's how a lot of these conversations about ideas, which eventually leads to solutions, get derailed. We start focusing on the individuals behind the ideas rather than the ideas themselves. Because in talking about the ideas, we'll then realize that there's a, we have a lot in common. We may have different ways of getting to that end result, but we do have a lot in common. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like, I want to see, and of course we get to be the change that you want to see in the world, but I want to see more conversations about ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to see leaders in the vegan space and the pre-vegan space coming together to talk about ideas. And the ideas could be, you know, climate. It could be, right. you know, things that we have mutually you know, mutual ideas, our mutual thoughts on, and then figure out how can we work together to make it happen? Because if one side's winning, the other side is gearing up to win. But if we can find a way that we're not, none of us is winning, but the idea is growing, I feel like that could solve a lot of things in this world. Absolutely. And it doesn't matter if it came from right or left or in the middle, right? Because it's the politics and everything that has us so divided nowadays. So to your point, I really love that. I actually take that opportunity. I've always considered myself all in the middle of the road. And I do take the opportunity and sometimes speaking with people because there are contexts of mine that tend to have that judgment of, oh, well, they're right, so they can never do anything good. And I, I'm like, that is an absolute incorrect approach to take and look at all of the great things that they're doing. Let's move this together. Let's stop labeling ourselves. Let's stop putting ourselves in categories of I'm on this side or I'm on that side. We have to work together because I believe we're in a time in our evolution of our species that there is no other choice but to work together or we're not going to make it. That's that's my viewpoint. One hundred percent. And and that's key. We're not going to make it. The earth is going to be fine. It's going to do right. a reset. It's going to it <laughs> yes. may it may it may turn into <laughs> nothing but rock and cinder, but it will regrow <laughs> and be beautiful. And whatever becomes the steward of the planet will be grateful and hopefully not make the same mistakes that we made. But I don't feel it's too late. I feel like there is a shift happening in this yes. world where, you know, the voices of the, you know, the people who you know, want to see the best for all humanity, not just their tribe or their community, they're going to start to be heard. And this podcast hopefully, you know, has some of those people in our audience that are going to be able to use tools like VKind, are going to be able to listen to podcasts like Soulful Vegans and watch shows like v, like um, like the shows that you're producing, and and come together, you know, and be this whole global community that's built off of love and abundance. So, um, yeah. I feel so much better after talking to you. I just, (laughs) you're really uh, very, great energy. And yeah, this was a beautiful conversation. I really enjoyed it. And I thank you. And I appreciate the conversation as well. And we, we, as we wind down the podcast, one of the things, first of all, before we do that, let's do a little housekeeping. Let's make sure that everybody listening knows where to find you, knows, you know, if there's any projects that you really want to talk about now, this is the opportunity. So that way they can make the notes. They can go to our show notes and get those links as well. So tell us a little bit about where people, people can find you and anything you want to touch on. 
Thank you so much. Yes, again, just come subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's really important because I'd mentioned we've got former episodes coming out of the shoot we did in LA for VKind Vibes, some really awesome content. Uh, we went to Plant Power Fast Food, the most beautiful horse sanctuary, Sapphire, a vegan depot, which was the first in the world for our vegan farmers market. So some really cool shows coming up, but also, as I'd mentioned, the very exciting first ever vegan cooking competition peeled. So subscribe to V Kind Vibes. Follow us on Instagram, on Instagram, V Kind app. Just kind of stay tuned with what we're doing. You'll see all of the new developments, all of our new technology that's coming out. So get engaged now so you can learn and grow with us. And we love to hear from our community for improvements that we can make or more things that you want to see. We're very, very open in that area. All right. And for the last segment of our show, we call it From the Heart. Well, the last couple of episodes, we actually titled it before we've just been doing it organically. From the Heart, where this is your opportunity just to say whatever is on your heart right now, you know, after and let our audience know. You can speak to them directly. And then once you're done, that's the conclusion of the podcast. Just speak with what's ever on my mind. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, actually, whatever, whatever's on your heart. It's ever on my heart. Well, I would say as an entrepreneur, someone who believes so much in the dream and the mission, for people to be compassionate towards towards businesses that are also striving to be better. As I said, you know, we've had some tech challenges and we're working through that and we're being better. And all I ask is that you see that everything we're doing is for the future and it's to support and build this community. So have patience with us. We're doing the best that we can. And I, I guess I did feel I needed to say that because I struggle sometimes behind the scenes with technology and wanting to be further than where we are right now. So that's where I have to step back and work on my own patience. So I appreciate the opportunity to speak to you, Sean, and to your community and all that's listening and watching. Support us. Hope you join this lifestyle and love to all of you. And then this last piece is going to be bonus content outside of the podcast. Okay. And it's, it's actually something I I wanted to ask in the podcast, but I think it'd be great as bonus content. You deal with a lot of businesses. So you deal with a lot of businesses and I'm sure that each of those businesses have different struggles and things that they're going through. So what advice would you have for a local business, a small business, restaurant, what have you, um, that could support them and give them that little battery, that boost to you know keep going and persevering? I believe if you're living your passion, then all is going to fall into place. There's a lot of theories out there that if you're doing what you love, then everything is easy. But I don't agree with that. <laughs> at, at least it hasn't been the case for us. Like I said, it has been an uphill climb, but you're going to get to the top. If you continue to believe in yourself, if things are not working, step back. Don't continue to do the same things over and over, expecting a different outcome. I think we all know who that original quote was from. So I think that's something that I see more so with some of the smaller businesses is they tend to take on so much. They have to wear so many hats. And it's hard sometimes just to get through one day to the next and figure out how am I going to survive? And especially with what's going on right now in the economy and the global supply chain, it's really hurting some of our small and local businesses. 
reach out, tap into your community, ask for support, because we're all here to help you succeed, but not only to succeed, to thrive in this industry, because I believe we are the future. You've been listening to the SoFlow Vegans Podcast. As you can see, our passion is to help people navigate the vegan lifestyle. Having on vegan experts from around the globe, Sean is the founder and, of course, the host of SoFlow Vegans, an organization created to help make South Florida a global hotspot for veganism. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, find us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at SoFlow Vegans. Find the show and more at SoFlowVegans.com slash podcast. And for questions or comments, send an email to contact at SoFlowVegans.com. Our food is grown, not born. See you next time.